Before I begin our back-to-school blessing message, please pray with me. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scripture is read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Friends, today we are going to read from a letter found in the New Testament of the Bible. It is from Paul, a person who traveled to many places to tell people about Jesus and who started many churches. And Paul was put in jail for his faith. The letter is addressed to the church in Philippi, which is a town that is in what is now modern-day Greece, but 2,000 years ago it was part of the Roman Empire. And the leaders of the church in Philippi are in an argument. We don't really know what about. So Paul writes them a letter reminding them of the good things that they have done and telling them how to get along. He also tells them a lot about joy. In the part of the letter we are reading today, Paul says, Rejoice again. Have joy again and again and again. Katie and I have been preaching about joy, even in the midst of hard times for a few weeks now, and so I think that we are both a little bit relieved that today we get to talk about some other emotions too. Let's see what the fourth part of this letter has to say to us today. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God for God's holy word. So, friends. Here today, we're going to be a little bit more interactive than we may usually be. Show me with your hands if there's a lot or a little, thinking about how many emotions are there. Are there a lot or a little? Show me. Yeah, there are a lot of emotions. There is actually no scholarly consensus on how many emotions there are, but if you've seen Pixar's Inside Out movie about Riley and the inner workings of Riley's brain as she navigates a new school, a new hockey team and all sorts of newness in her life, you will notice that that movie is based on an idea that there are five or a small number of human emotions that are universal. Disgust, fear, joy, sadness, anger, surprise didn't make the cut for the movie. And maybe in your school classrooms you have a chart of emotions that might have 30 or more. We don't know how many there are, but according to psychology today, there may actually be an infinite number of human emotions. But the richness of our emotional experience, the part that matters, depends not on how many there are, but how many we can describe for ourselves. At the end of Riley's, at the end of Inside Out, Riley's emotional vocabulary gets a huge upgrade. Remember the expanded console that goes in her brain that has access to the full range of angry words, every shade of disgust, a multitude of joys, and of course, a hormonal booster button. Just like in the movie, Paul's letter to the church in Philippi is about how our well-being depends on joy and sadness being able to coexist. Paul talks about joy 14 times, 
And in the part of the letter I just read, he adds love and peace to the mix, writing what I'm calling the very first social-emotional learning curriculum ever. <laughs> Paul knew something that we are still teaching 2,000 years later. A healthy and meaningful life requires the ability to manage our emotions, achieve our goals, show empathy, develop relationships, and make responsible decisions. This lifelong learning happens at home, in our careers, at school, and even here in church. In verses 5 through 7, Paul makes what I'm going to call a sort of joy sandwich, where peace and love are the bread, and our experiences are that middle part. And because each of our lives and experiences are unique, our joy sandwiches are as varied as any that you would find in a school cafeteria. Some maybe are made with sweet Nutella, others ordinary deli turkey. Still others of us might open our lunchbox to get something we never expected, like liverwurst and onions. So today we're going to talk about love, peace, and joy, and I'm going to ask your help with some hand motions because love, peace, and joy happen to actually be the part of our, part of our closing hymn, and these are the things in Paul's letter. So I need your help. When I say peace like a river, and what is that when I say what is peace like, I want you to say peace like a river. Awesome. When I say joy, we're going to do joy like a fountain. One more time. Joy like a fountain. And then we're going to do love like an ocean. Love like an ocean. All right, we're going to start with love like an ocean. Are you ready? What's love like? Love like an ocean. Paul's joy sandwich begins with God's love and presence. God's love is bigger than we can imagine and always close to us. Paul says, the Lord is near. Our beloved preschool chapel prayer says, we know our God is here. God loves us all the same. Because God loves us, we are able to do what Jesus said is most important. Love God and love others, our neighbors. And it is so easy to get distracted from God's love and presence. We have busy schedules, endless to-do lists, and very tempting screens. You've heard the youth talk about the wilderness confirmation trip to Olympic National Park earlier this month, which I also got to go on. And one of the things that we did every evening was ask ourselves two questions. Where did you notice God? Where did God notice you? And those questions are so much easier to answer when you are out in the wilderness, out of cell phone range, surrounded by God's beauty. God feels near there. Most of the time, we answered those questions, the question, where did God notice me, by talking about the strength God gave us to climb a steep hill, or to the strength God gave us when we were disappointed that parts of the trip didn't go quite as we expected. God noticed Sarah and I in the 4 a.m. airport departures, for sure. Our group also noticed God in the joyful moments that you heard about, when we traded our food so that everyone had something they liked, when we reached a beautiful and magnificent view, or when we played endless games at night. God's love makes it possible for joy, even when we are in the midst of something challenging. 
On the wilderness trip, every time we prayed and learned together, we chose a sticker to put on our water bottles. So today, all of you that are going to school, parents, teachers, students, you will receive a water bottle, a sticker to place on your water bottle or something else that you take to school every day to remind you that God is near and God's love you. God loves you. So what is God's love like? God's love like an ocean. All right. The other side of this joy sandwich is peace. Peace also comes from God. What is peace like? Peace like a river. Yes, you guys are so good at this. Both kids and adults get overwhelmed. Peace can be hard to find. Maybe some of you heard Dr. Lisa Damore, who was a fan speaker last March. She's also an author and psychologist and a New York Times columnist. She says that our emotional storms are like when you take one of those glitter bottles and you shake it up and everything is all stirred up. And a friend told her that the first thing you need to do when you're in an emotional storm is let the glitter settle. Maybe you have some trusted ways to find calm in the storm. Breathing exercises, mindfulness, alone time, these are all helpful tools when we feel overwhelmed. And so is going outside in God's creation. That's another way many of us find peace in our lives. Maybe you remember how it felt this summer when you were outside all day at camp, when you got to take a morning walk with friends, or play at the park, or swim at the lake. Nature reminds us that God's peace, which passes understanding, protects our hearts and our minds. And even though we've been outside a lot this summer, school means many of us are headed indoors, and the weather change will bring us indoors too. So how do we find the peace of nature and the peace of God when we are stuck at our desks? This week, I discovered a Caldecott honor picture book called Outside In, which is by Deborah Underwood, and it starts, once we were part of outside, and outside was part of us. There was nothing between us, but now, sometimes even when we're outside, we are inside. We forget that outside is there, so outside reminds us, outside sings to us with chirps and rustles and tap-taps on the roof. Outside sneaks inside, a spider seeking shelter, a box elder bug in the bath, a snail on the kale. Outside waits, and we answer. So what is God's peace like? God's peace is like a river. Peace is like a sparkling river waiting for us to dip our toes in. We can choose peace anytime we want. We can sit and watch a migrating monarch. We can pause to taste the blackberries from the bramble. We can be gladdened by the gladiolas at the grocery store that remind us of the ones our grandmothers used to grow. The peace of God's creation sneaks into our distractedness, just like the little green bug who landed on my screen while I was writing this sermon. Wimpy's up there. There he is. We can open ourselves to God's peace in our daily lives wherever we are. If our screens are too tempting and our calendars are too full to notice God, we can let the storm settle and make different decisions. Squire, Sarah, Katie, Greta, Lisa, and I, and this entire congregation want our children and our youth to know 
that just like God's love surrounds us, God's peace is always with us. Our back-to-school blessing stickers for this year read, Peace be upon you. So in Paul's joy sandwich, love and peace are the bread holding everything together. And in the middle, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. Talk to God about what you need and talk to God about what you are thankful for. This is our part of the joy sandwich. To trust that God is near, even in the hard and messy stuff. And to continue to have a conversation with God about what is good and what we need. Paul knew what it was like when life was really tough. The people at the church he was writing to were arguing, so Paul taught them, and us, how to make joy out of God's love and God's peace. We can know God's joy in all things, good and bad. It's kind of like the end of the Inside Out movie, when the memory spheres in Riley's brain are no longer just one color, but multicolored. Like Riley, we can trust that naming our sadness and all of our feelings develops our emotional vocabulary and enriches our experience. So what, my friends, is joy like? Joy is like a fountain. Today we rejoice again, giving thanks to God for the gifts of love, peace, and the full spectrum of human emotions. In just a minute, we are going to sing the Peace Like a River song and use our hand motions if you like. I hope you do. And while we are singing this song, I would like those of you who are starting school or have recently started school to come on up to the front steps and stand here. We'll have some stickers for you. If you don't want to come up, it's okay. The, tricker, the stickers and treats will be outside. And if you are online, stop by the office or send us a note. We'll make sure you get a sticker too. So get your hand motions ready. And as we sing, come on up, friends, for the blessing. <laughs> 